And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me, Billy Darcy. What a treat, what a time to be alive. Wild Times, episode 78. That's correct. And, uh, and and the hype train keeps on rolling. Even through these dark times, hype is being felt and it's being spread. Uh, I wish I wish sort of, you know, the hype around Billy Darcy was being spread as quickly as the, the coronavirus. Um, that would be excellent for my career. If I could... If I could get as big in Italy as the coronavirus, that would be half my touring for next year, you know? Dude, the, the foothold that the coronavirus is... The coronavirus could probably e- easily play like a 5,000-seater in northern Italy already. Having just entered the market a couple months ago, that's unbelievable. That's something we've not seen before in the entertainment industry. Uh, so, very exciting. The, the virus continues to spread. As, and do you know what I keep spreading? Smiles. Because let's not forget, smiling and laughter is the best medicine. Probably. Whatever. But, you know, the, the world keeps on, on trucking along. Nothing to promote because there's nothing, um, there's no gigs. and uh, But there's still plenty of laughs, so that's all good. All good in the hood. I'm feeling positive. I know last week, maybe I was freaking out a bit too much. That was some of the feedback I received. And you know what? That's just how it is. You can't. You know, if you if you're in a if you're in a freak out mood, that's just how it is. And let's be honest, if we're being candid, and that's what we get on this podcast, we get candid. I'd say week to week, you know, thirty percent of this podcast is me freaking out anyway. So the fact that I freaked out for maybe forty percent of last week, I think it's really neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, so feeling in a great mood today, even though I had a terrible day, I will say that. Uh, let me let this be a warning to you. I was pulled over for speeding today. I uh, got done doing, oh, I should say allegedly, allegedly, I've yet to pay the fine, but allegedly I was pulled over for speeding today. And let me tell you guys, you know, it's not, it's not just the fucking book of Eli out there just yet. Okay. You can't just go around with a machete sort of wrapping people up in bed sheets and, and dragging them back to your lair and you know, stealing stealing resources from a nearby village, this sort of stuff. You know, you we're not there yet, okay? It's not a full blown apocalypse. Um, you know, you can't you can't do sixty five and a fifty allegedly. Uh, it's you know we're not we're not there yet. So there's still rules, there's still laws to be obeyed. And I'd like some sort of an apocalypse markdown on the fine. I will say that because it was allegedly three hundred dollars and allegedly. You know, finances are a bit how you're going already. And I allegedly have a previous fine to still pay off. Allegedly, okay? Stop pressing me for answers. I don't have my lawyer present. But yeah, so just a reminder that you can't, you know, full kook it out there just yet. You know, there's still laws to be obeyed. And the, and the cops, they don't care. You know, I was coughing all over this bloke as he was trying to give me the fine. I was like, oh, don't get any closer. And he was like, yep, you have a month to pay this. I was like, okay, are you sure? <coughs> Officer? <coughs> and he was like, he was like, just pay the fine. So he was not deterred. You know, he was not deterred at all. And I was also breathalyzed as well. I know there's been some rumors on the streets um, that they're not doing breathalyzers anymore. They are still doing random breath tests. Um, but what they're doing is uh, they're no longer doing the, uh, the RBT booze buses. 
Okay, so... So my roommates are being so fucking loud right now. Um, I'm trying to think if I should pause and spray them and then return. Dude, I tell you what, cabin fever is setting in. But the uh, the cops, um, the cops, they were no longer doing the RBT, the big, you know, where they pull you over. But they will still just randomly pull you over and breathalyze you. So I was also breathalyzed. Um, so you can still get breathalyzed. You can still get fined. You know, there's uh, there's no free passes. And as a straight white male, I'm used to free passes. So shocking that I was uh, forced to face the consequences of my own actions this morning. That's something that's something I do twice a decade. So, hmm, not, uh, you know, not good at all. But, um, and then I had a terrible day at work. Um, looks like allegedly could be losing my second job uh, this year. So allegedly, you know, fingers crossed, keep the good times rolling. But yeah. But I don't know why. I had a bad day today, but I'm still in a much better mood than I was last week. So who knows? Who fucking knows, dude? Um, but yeah, so whatever. Um, basically, I'm saying is no matter what happens in this crazy world, this wild world we're in, you just got to put a smile on that dial and keep on trucking. Okay? So that's all, that's all it is. And how unlucky, I was thinking about this, how unlucky these poor people that work at fucking Centrelink now Woolies for the last probably six weeks or whatever. Imagine these poor these poor sons of bitches. You're working at Centrelink. You you got a good desk job. You know you've been there for a few years. You got a quiet life. You help out less fortunate people, but it's not too stressful. You know, you, you they they give you forty five minutes for lunch. You take an hour. No one says anything. Whatever. Too easy. And uh, and then one day you get to work at nine a.m. with your frappuccino and you go, holy fuck. Half of Australia has been laid off. And and the, the, the line is just going a kilometre down the road and you're just like, oh boy. Dude, people are camping out at Centrelink like it's a freaking Star Wars premiere or something, you know? They got their deck chair and their tent and their freaking ice coke. I saw a guy with a four litre ice coke outside Centrelink at 5am. Where the hell did you get that? You know? But that's, you know, Centrelink is the new cinema. You know, they close the cinemas. The crowds just move straight over, straight over to Centrelink. Uh, but yeah, so it's a wild time. Well done to all these Centrelink and Woolies people. Speaking of a few people at the Woolies, uh, the shopping center I work at, they are close to the brink, okay? It's nonstop all day, every day. People are still abusing them as well. You, you think we're out of the woods with all this shit and then, and then you rock up. Someone's abusing a Woolies employee and there's no toilet paper. You think, fuck, it's still going. So these poor Woolies people, they're, you know, they're, they're killing it. But I tell you what, an, another allegedly, um, one of the guys I work with, his, his best friend might have the coronavirus. So what's happening in my work is, look, allegedly, we're probably just going to get laid off. But allegedly as well. I don't know if I'm using allegedly the right way, by the way. I, I'm really not sure what it means. Um... But basically, my office is kind of turned into a bit of a last man stands because we got one guy with flu symptoms. We got one guy, his best friend is coronavirus. They're getting tested, you know, and there's only like six of us that work there. So I could be manager or I could be fired. I mean, depending on which way this virus, you know, who decides to take down, this could be a real rags to riches or it could be just rags to even more rags for old Billy D. I'm not sure, but it's, it's edgy you see stuff. It's day to day. You know, I'm picking up sick people shift. And then they're, they're saying we there's no roster for next week because we don't know if you're going to have a job. And then and then I'm picking up another shift. Who knows? 
It's exciting. I don't know why, but I for some for some reason the fucking the dopamine in my brain has just hit a channel today and whatever happens happens, you know? I think I've turned a corner and uh, I'm feeling feeling good. So keep keep those positive vibes coming in. And uh yeah, this whole last man stands uh situation actually reminds me the last time I almost made manager at my work, I went on a three week comedy tour, the Young Guns comedy tour. And that was with uh, some friends of mine. We went all the way up to Byron Bay from Sydney and back down, did gigs every night at pubs and stuff. Wild times. I wish I did the podcast back then because that was a that was a yarn a minute, that pod, that tour. Fantastic fun. Really fun. And that I could have done a podcast every day on that tour. That was fucking some of the best times of my life. And that was, would have been a couple of years ago now. But anyway, so I took three weeks off work. I come back to find out uh, my boss's boss has quit. My boss has been fired. I'm the Steve Bradbury of the office. I'm next in line for manager. And I've just taken three weeks unpaid leave to do a comedy tour. You know? They said, you can't leave. We need you. I said, I've got to play a gig in Byron Bay tomorrow. Catch you later. All right? Catch me caring. You know? I come back, rock up with my Frappuccino that morning of my return thinking, fuck, I'm probably on the out of here. You know, we're a bit short-staffed at the time. Find out, fucking hell, I'm Steve Bradbury. Put the gold medal around my neck. Put me on a salary. I'm the man for the job. Couldn't believe it. Very exciting stuff. Uh, I was ultimately overlooked for the position due to what they described as a lack of commitment. Whatever. Neither here nor there. And, you know, I was told the manager can't just duck out for a two-week run at Perth Fringe. I said, but I've got a hot new hour. The people want to see it. And they said, this is a full-time position. Please take it more seriously. And I said, what about Adelaide Fringe? And they said, Billy, you're not getting the job. And I said, that's fair enough. Allegedly. We all said allegedly. Hands in, we we, we allegedly alleged out of there. I'm going to stop saying that now. But yeah, so you just never know what's going to happen in this crazy world. And uh, we're, all, we're all in it. But the vibes are, the vibes are good today. I don't know why. Anyway, it's exciting. Don't question it. And uh, I will say this. Um, this was pretty cool today. Also, I did have some good news today. At the subway I go to for lunch at work, the guy told me they're staying open. So that's just, I think that's really where this has all come from because I had otherwise, on paper, a horrendous day. But the guy at my subway said, Bill, we're not going anywhere, you sick son of a bitch. And I said, fantastic. Because the guy knows my order now as well. I don't even have to say anything. That's where I'm at with this with this guy. And he's, he's, he's an Asian guy, which is sort of a little bit at times bizarre for Subway because Subway at its heart is Italian sandwiches prepared by Indian men. So to have an Asian bloke in there, look, it's in the mix, as long as they're not white. I'll go on the record and say that. White people... Okay, I don't want to take sort of a... I didn't realize I was going to come so hard on this, but this has just come to me, and it's true. White people are not good Subway employees. You know, they think they're too good for it. I don't know, there's, there's a lack of care. There's a lack of respect. Um, I'd say Subway employees ranking of, like, who are the best at it. It would go Indian, Asian, mm, and I would say... I'd say white is comfortably last, and then... I don't think I've been served by a black guy at Subway. 
And I don't know about, yeah. To be, yeah, I'd just say Indian and Asian, I'm in. Anything else, I'd probably just get a Porto. And at a Porto, you definitely want a black eye to Porto. They, they, that's where you want for a Porto. I would just say white people across the board are, maybe I'm projecting on this, but just not the best, uh, you know, sort of fast food employees. There's a lack of care. There's a lack of respect for what they're doing. This happened to me in, Adel- in Adelaide. I don't know if I brought this up. So every time I order Subway, I say, could I get all the salad except for tomato? Now, tomato is not a taste thing. I don't care for the texture. Okay, it's it's firm around the outside and soft and juicy in the middle. It's like pick one, tomato. Be consistent, okay. And so it's 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 a texture thing with tomato, and and I've ordered Subway. Let's say for argument's sake, a thousand times. Let's say for argument's sake, a thousand times. Every time I say uh, for salad, could I get everything except tomato? Never had a single problem. This white lady in Adelaide, right? I go, could I please get all the salad? No tomato. And she says, right, do you want sun-dried tomatoes? I said, no, thank you. She goes, do you want um, do you want avocado? I said, no, thank you. She goes, right, so you don't want everything then? She said it like that. She goes, oh, right, so not everything then. That's what she said. She said, so right, not everything then. And she kind of looked at me and rolled her eyes. And it was like, if I actually wanted everything, if I actually ordered everything that you have to offer, I'm looking at a $23, $24 sub. When was the last time someone came in here and ordered a $24 sub from you? Unless it's the CEO of Subway himself and he's just fucking with you. Like, get your head out of your ass, okay? When I say everything, I mean all the standard included salads, excluding tomato, okay? Okay. Don't throw this fucking, do you want, you know, trying to think of some fancy, you know, some crazy, uh, you know, portobello mushrooms or something. It's like, I want all the salads. No tomato, no attitude, Karen. Okay. You would never get this with Raj, uh, Ganesh, um, trying to think of an Asian name, Ken. Ken's a pretty Asian name when you think about it. And, uh, you'd never get this, but this fucking Karen chick's giving me sass. And it's like 12, it's like 12 p.m. It's early in the subway day. So you don't tell me you've had a long day, Karen, at fucking 11.45. So yeah, no, get, no whites in subway. Um, but yeah. But yeah, so I think, and I just had another, another white guy in Adelaide, like he was just, he had no respect. So that's where that's coming from. But another, another confident what I'd like to talk about with this whole Corona thing, uh, I don't know if anyone saw on Instagram today, Conor McGregor just got on a camera and, and just addressed the nation of Ireland. What a guy. When was the last time you punched someone so hard you were able to then just go and address the nation of Ireland and they listened and had like millions of views? When was the last time you just you just sat down in a chair and said, Australia, listen up? You know, he was calling out the Prime Minister and the Governor General and stuff as if they were they worked for him. Unbelievable confidence. And didn't didn't check with anyone, just uh, you know, didn't check in with the government and say, Hey, I'm just gonna address the nation of Ireland. I've got heaps of influence. Uh, are we on board with this? Nah. If anything, they, they probably only checked in with his fight coach to make sure it didn't fuck up his training routine too much. 
Yeah, coach, uh, just between the cardio and the weights, we just got to pencil in an extra 10 minutes. I just want to quickly address the nation and the greater world about uh, one of the greatest hardships and sort of, you know, biological, you know, bloody epidemics we've ever seen in the modern world. And then I'll get straight back into the jujitsu, if that's okay with you. And coach is like, what do you have to do, boss? You know, unbelievable. The confidence. This has got to be the most confident thing a, a human being has ever attempted. He just sat down in a chair. Wasn't a freaking, you know, wasn't a royal chair. Wasn't a chair in the government house. Wasn't next to the prime minister. Just a plastic chair and just goes, yeah, just hit, just hit roll on that Canon camera. I'm just going to, I'm just going to talk to everyone real quick. Unbelievable. And you know what? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Kind of the kind of the notorious McGregor. Unbelievable. To go, f- not even an intellectual. Like there's doctors who, they, they've studied disease for 45 years who are saying, hey, uh, look, this is what I think, but, you know, let's get our knowledge from a wide range of sources. McGregor goes, give me coronavirus. I'll fucking, I'll give it a left, right, good night. And he was, that was the funniest thing. He was using fight analogies throughout to like explain the situation he's like he's like Ireland right now we're all in the red corner waiting for the bell to ding but I know we've got the toughness to get through this fight together and and put that belt around our waist and everyone's like that's the champ that's the champ so he's a fighter that's why he's talking about fighting stuff it makes sense to me now you know all that scientific research didn't make sense but him saying we should get the belt that made sense to me everyone everyone now follow these regulations and it's like, it's unbelievable. I loved it. I loved everything about it. God, what a guy. What a fucking guy. Fighter into humanitarian. And that's a that's a swift leap he's done there. He's got nothing in between. You know? Oh, he's got like 45 different companies, actually. In fact, Conor McGregor may own a biological warfare lab. We don't know what this bloke's up to, okay? He's got freaking Mac Life and... McGregor Fast and Proper 12 and fucking everything in between. I wouldn't be surprised if he's got fucking, you know, McGregor Hydrogen Bombs Incorporated or something. You know? McGregor Communist Killers. I don't know what this guy's up to. But him sitting there in a suit just going, fucking have some of this. Earth. Fantastic. Loved it. Get your, get your news from Conor McGregor. He's the new Joe Rogan. Very exciting. But, um, oh yeah, so I actually got a few yarns from the weekend, if you can believe it. I tell you what, guys, if, if you've got a topic to send into the pod, now is the time. Because as we know, there's a, you know, there's a loose formula to this pod. I do 20 to 25 minutes of yarns from the weekend. That's yarns from me out on the source and yarns from my gigs. Usually I do five, six gigs a week. There's at least one funny story in there. You know, some guy trying to break a chair over my head or some shit. And then I'll go out sort of twice a week. There's 25 minutes of content right there because I'm in the mix. Okay? Big players take big swings and I'm out there swinging. And you know what? If I miss a few times, at least it provides some laughs for all you legends. But now with this whole no gigs, no going out, you know, I'm really... And and also, you know, I like to you know tackle maybe a couple of news topics. The only topic is coronavirus. And that's all everyone's talking about. So it's, it's like, fuck, I gotta, 
If you've got anything you want me to talk about, now is the time. Please send it in. Help me fucking pat out this hour. But I got a couple of small yarns. This first one, um, I actually enjoyed quite a bit. So I don't want to say we're bad neighbors here at the lad pad. Um, I don't want to say we're great neighbors either. Okay. Consideration, not a word we throw around here too often. I'll be honest. So sometimes we're a bit loud. We're a bit raucous. We're a bit wild. Um, but the neighbor, you know, we, we've got, um, we used to have young families on either side of us. Now we've got a charming gay couple on one side. Uh, he's a middle-aged English man in his forties. And I don't know if they're a couple, but he's got like this Argentinian toy boy who comes around sometimes. He's like fucking our age. I don't, I've not even met them. I'll just assume they're charming because they're gay. Um, that's a, I'll just assume they're, they're sort of pretty polite, but they might be bad people. I don't know. But I'd say I'd say this guy must have a pretty good personality because this old English guy is batting out of his league with his Argentinian toy boy. My God. But we used to have a uh, a young a young couple on that side with two kids, and then we got a young family on this side. No complaints, no worries, all good in the hood. This ombre over the back fence. Let's talk about this piece of shit real quick, okay? Now, I'm not saying we're not to blame. Sometimes we get a bit rowdy. Sometimes we get a bit raucous. We've lived here for two years now, though. So, okay, so we've had the police come once on a noise complaint and we've had him blow up once before this where we were having a backyard and he just went, turn the fucking music down. Not too bad. And we didn't know who called the police that time, but now it's clear it was this guy. So what happened was Saturday night. Now, Friday night, we're getting pretty raucous at the pad. You know, just, just having a laugh in the backyard, you know, carrying on, carrying on, but nothing too bad. We've lived here for two years. Saturday night, we're chatting in the backyard, four of us, having a beer. And uh, I'm telling this story. I'm actually telling the cafe girl yarn to my cousin who was over. And, uh, and, and we're just being quiet, chatting, no music at all. And we're on like the back patio. And we just hear over the, over the, um, over the fence, this old guy starts losing his mind. He's like, shut up. Just shut the fuck up. It's every fucking night. We're sick of it. We're sick of it. Just shut the fuck up. And like for the first four, sort of two minutes of the spray, we didn't even know he was talking to us. Because like we're just chatting going like, what? This guy's losing. This is hilarious. We thought he was maybe having a like an, you know, an internal battle in his house. And then my, Macca could see him and he was, he was sort of yelling at us. He, he was pointing at us over the fence. And, and so then we're like, oh shit, this guy's having a go at us. And you know, when someone's sh- shouting so loudly, they like lose control of their vocals. And like, this guy's just going off. He's about 60. He's like, just shut the fuck up. Go inside. Just go inside. Fuck you. We're sick of it. We're fucking sick of you. It's every night. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like by the end, he's like losing his windpipes about to explode. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck, how many times have I told this cafe girl story? Like, I'm thinking, this guy's thinking, oh, my God, stop telling this story. Stop telling it. I keep, I've heard it a million times. But he's freaking out. And and so, like, and we're just standing there. I go, ugh, this is a bit awkward. And we're all, like, pretty sober-ish. And uh, I was like, ugh. And Sam, to his credit, my roommate, said, uh, we'll just leave that, boys. Don't retaliate. Because I was ready to throw some of the great verbal barbs. And... Uh, 
And Sam's like, nah, don't worry about it, lads. We'll, we'll leave that for now. And so then it was just awkward because we can see him from our patio on his balcony. So then he just delivered this 10-minute spray. It was just silence. And then we could just see him sitting there trying not to look at us. And it was just so awkward. And then we started, like, not yelling back, but just sort of talking a bit louder, talking shit about him. And that was pretty nice. And and this poor guy, he shot his shot way too early because, because from there we proceeded to get fucking absolutely hammered till like 4am. But he'd already sprayed us into next week. You know, nothing he could do. Nothing he could do. He just had to sit there and cop it. And we were being loud and just like, you know, not, you know, doing it. We're just being loud, carrying on, like having a laugh, like not, nothing antisocial. But this guy, he shot his shot too early. So then he just had to sit there in silence all night. And it's, it was the awkwardest thing I've ever seen anyone do. Just the silence afterwards was like, it was like somebody had just freaking, I don't know, I don't know. But this poor old guy now just has to sit in it. You know, he's been bubbling away for two years with this spray. Two years. He, the only thing he ever said was turn the music down once. For two years, he's just been stewing over there. Stewing, going, oh, these guys, these pieces of shit, I'll show them. One day, I'm just going to unload. And he's probably clearly been drinking all afternoon. And he's just put his freaking 10th Bundy and Coke can down and gone, enough is enough. And the, it's embarrassing if a spray, you know, doesn't really get under someone's skin. It's triply as embarrassing if they don't even know you're talking to them. This guy's literally like letting his soul out on top of us. And it took five minutes before we even realized he was talking to us. That the That is embarrassing. The wasted energy, you know. They, he probably took five years off his own life with this spray. It was fucking intense. And then we just sort of sat there in silence and just goes to show taking the high road can be a real thing. It's probably the first time I've ever done it in my life. Wow. What a wild ride it was, you know. And do you know what? If he, yeah. So it just goes to show, sometimes you got to take the high road. And this leads into this other thing I want to talk about kind of quickly. Um, let me just fix up the camera. Um, so Taylor Swift, as we know, I love Taylor Swift. I don't know if I've talked about that really enough on this pod, but I love her. Her documentary at times was a bit, it seemed like a, uh, her publicist put the put it together for her. Like uh, It just seemed a bit contrived at times and a bit put on. Um, but I still love Taylor Swift. And I do think that if, if you can listen to her whole discography, you know, all her albums, all her songs, and not like a single one, I think you're a serial killer. You belong behind bars. And that's, that's 100%. No exceptions on that one. But... I will say this. So Saturday night, probably the first time I've ever taken the high road in my life. And and so Kim Kardashian has refueled this uh, this spray with um, with Taylor Swift. And uh, so Taylor Swift and Kanye West had that big feud, obviously, when he was like, I'm going to let you finish or whatever. Who gives a fuck about Kanye West, by the way? What is this uh, sort of, you know, teenage white guys in Australia, like obsessed with Kanye West? Dude, I'm off, I'm off the Kanye train. I don't know if I was ever on it. I don't hate him outright, but like, I'm not obsessed with him. People are like, he's a god. He's whatever. He's whatever to me. But anyway, but I love, love Taylor. And, I, and in, in the Kanye versus Taylor feud, I'm team Taylor. So wrap your heads around that and wrap it tight. Um, but I will say this. 
So there's this whole controversy where Kanye West called her up and said, do you mind if I talk about you in this song? But he never said, I'm going to call you a bitch and say I made you famous. And so Taylor Swift was blowing up about that in her documentary, which came out like months ago. And then Kim Kardashian was just tweeting to Taylor Swift this week being like, why does she have to keep bringing it up? Like this, you know, just spraying Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift did not respond. Right. She's taken the high road. That's our Taylor. That's our Taylor. Um, I don't like Taylor Swift so much. I would ever call her Tay Tay. That's where I draw the line. But how good would it be if we had more celebrities who were like as petty as me? Like if Kim Kardashian was spraying me on Twitter and combine that with the fact that in this scenario, I'm Taylor Swift. I'm, you know, one of the biggest artists on the planet and of all time. The things I'd be tweeting back to her would be nothing short of horrific. Okay. I wish more celebrities were as petty as me. Okay. The sprays I'd be dishing out, you know. Dear God, I would just be absolutely teen off on Kim Kardashian just being like, you fucking talentless whore, shut up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I just live stream her sex tape on my Instagram live to like my freaking 140 million followers. I just leave that up in HD and fucking go drink a cocktail. I'd live stream her sex tape with me just drinking a cocktail in front of it, just looking into the camera saying nothing, you know? Dear God. I'd, I'd definitely start a rumor that Kanye cheats on her because he probably does. Let's be honest. He probably does. Uh, rappers, notoriously not that faithful. Okay. I I would start a rumor that Kanye's child be like, oh yeah, we all know Kanye cheats on you. Like I'd be saying horrific things. Horrific things. I Even then, even if I would, I'd reply just being like, I'm Taylor Swift, shut up. Just shut the, f-. like I'd just be losing it. But then I think, I think that's what class is. I think that's what class is when you don't do that, you know? And like I said, I'm new to taking the high road. You know, I'm Spray City all the way. And uh, even if I'm wrong, if I am able to sort of spray someone into a point where it feels like I've won, like I've bested them verbally, or, you know, I can get them real with a real harsh barb or something, that to me feels like a win, even though I was wrong. You know, I'm not saying this is the right way to behave. I'm just saying this is how I've behaved over the last probably five years. But now, yeah, so I've just taken the high road for the first time. I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated. Um, but yeah, so man, I, but it'd be so much more entertaining if more celebrities were as petty as me, you know? Imagine if Taylor Swift just started teeing off on someone. How good would that be? You know, cele- celebrities are, are petty, but in like a, a real subtle way. Like Taylor Swift and Katy Perry have a feud. And so on the same day Katy Perry released her new album, Taylor Swift released her whole discography on spotify for the first time because she wasn't on spotify just petty stuff like that you know see instead of me doing that i would i wouldn't even be clever enough to i just i just put up a video saying Katy perry you fucking bitch i hate you that's that's what i do it's not good it's not clever but that's just honestly how i behave there's no excuse for it but i think we can all agree what would get more views you know an article about a subtle jab or, or just a, a fucking down-the-barrel video of me on Instagram going, Katy Perry, come get some, you bitch. You know? So, I'm growing. But I just would love some... Like, I would love a pop star who talks shit like a UFC fighter. You know? Rappers do it a bit, but rappers, it's like, it's, it's just all the time. It's too much. 
You know, like a rap, a guy will release, a rapper will release 10 songs. Every single one of them says like, I'm the richest guy on the earth and I'm fucking your bitch. And then he comes out and he'll say to a guy like, yeah, so what? I'm rich and I'm fucking your bitch. And it's like, all right, this kind of feels like sort of trodden ground with you, little whatever, you know? But if someone you would never expect it from like Taylor Swift or... Dude, imagine if Hugh Jackman just started lighting someone up on Twitter. How good would that be? If someone just tweeted Hugh Jackman being like, hey, bud, wasn't the biggest fan of Les Mis. And he's just like, listen here, you little piece of shit. Give me an address and a time for me to come around and clean your clock, okay? All right, I'm going to polish your timepiece, you little fuck. Hugh Jackman just out of the gates was just like, ah, how good would that be, dude? I want more of that. Hopefully we see some celebrity breakdowns with the whole quarantine thing and we just see someone just fucking start lighting someone up on Instagram live. I'm waiting for one of these. Okay. Actually, I'm waiting for another Instagram live just to go haywire um, after Vanessa Hudgens mishap. Oof, that was a lesson. That was a lesson we all got to learn through Vanessa. Don't jump on Instagram live after half a bottle of gin and some Xanax, you know, especially when you got 40 million followers. Imagine the pressure of having 40 million followers. I guess, no, it'd be the opposite. If I if I post something weird and I, a couple of people unfollow me, I'm like, ah, God damn it. But imagine you could have a thousand people unfollow you and you'd just be like, whatever. Suck a dick. <laughs> Another 39 mil in the bank. Dude, that'd be great. But yeah, hmm. Even just some, yeah. So I'd like more petty celebrities and, and some celebrity meltdowns, you know? It's on the celebrities to entertain us. So yeah, that's exciting. But some other stuff I wanted to talk about. One thing, a couple of good things. Uh, obviously, I, I live in, I will say I'm very lucky. I live in a big, uh, big house with all my mates. So the old quarantine, I mean, quarantine or hanging with the lads. What's up? Hey, and you know what? if you're 24, 25 and still live with your parents, and you haven't been able to get your shit together for a couple of years. And you think, oh, maybe next year. Maybe. And, you, and you're stuck with your parents right now. Day in, day out. This is what you get, bruh. You know, we're, we've all lost our jobs. We can't pay rent. But we still got some fucking good bands, hey? You know, we're laughing. We're drinking red wine and we're laughing. Okay? And if, you, if, you're, if you've got your mum yabbering every night about what, what freaking so-and-so told her in the office about the corona... Maybe you should have ballsed up and moved out into a share house last year, you know? Because we're living out here. We're fucking living, all right? We're on, we got three different phones on, on the fucking, on hold to Centrelink for hours, all on speaker. We watch The Office US while we wait. What's up? This is living. And, uh, but yeah, I'll tell you what, I got a, not Pelican of the Week. Do I ever have a Hero of the Week segment? I don't know. But I gotta give some give a shout out to my my good friend Michael McElroy, Macca, you know, as we sort of affectionately call him. He went out two weeks ago and bought a pool table for the middle room. Bam, just before the quarantine, we got a goddamn pool table. Our middle living room, we have two living rooms, that's not a flex, but how many do you have? Hey? Yeah, we got we got two living rooms and then just outside near the pool. Oops, I dropped we have a pool as well. Where the fuck are you living? You know what I mean? Um, and then, so, we got a pool table right before quarantine. And this thing is fucking phenomenal for morale. So now our middle living room, 
not a living room. That's a goddamn, it's a, it's a gentleman's lounge. That's what it is, you know? We've got a gentleman's lounge. we got the piano. Sam plays the piano. He's very talented. Uh, we got a couple of posters on the wall featuring Michael Clark and Ricky Ponting. Fuck yeah. Uh, we got the pool table. Look, I'll be candid. The pool table's not level. Um, there's a pretty significant bow in the middle. And one of the end pockets is almost impossible to shoot the ball into. Um, we call that one Exegol because it's fucking tough to get to. There's a Star Wars reference for those of you who got it. But, but yeah, the pool table's not level. Um, but, you know, the pool table may have a dip, but our morale certainly does not. So we're, we're shooting pool. You know, we're talking sports. Um, we got we got a vinyl player with some speakers. You know, a lot of the time while we're playing pool, we'll have lesbian porn on in the background. HD, no sound. It's just for ambiance. Okay, it's just for atmosphere. And that's something I believe they do in the gentlemen's lounges of Sicily. That's what I read online. So we got lesbian porn on in the background, shooting some pool, talking about the stock market. It's going down. We've chatted about it. And uh, and yeah, and then also we got we got some tunes going, and then we got Centrelink on speaker in the background on hold, waiting for our waiting for our turn. So, man, the gentlemen's lounge, it's all happening. It is all happening. Dude, we got we got Jet on vinyl. You know? Hey, roll over DJ on fucking vinyl, bruh. Vinyl. So, I'm not saying I'm doing better than you. Hey, whoa, no one's saying that. No one's saying that, okay? I'm just saying we're not doing too bad. So, you know, you got to keep morale high through this whole thing. You really do. Uh, so, you know, it's a gentleman's 42 minutes. I had um, a couple other things I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, so I did the Taylor Swift thing. We all enjoyed it, probably. Um, I will just say a couple of quick stories and then, uh, I'll be out of your hair. I will say I am doing a bonus content each week. Um, a lot of people said they would like to hear that from me. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I thought I was going to do a bonus uh, podcast episode this week with my good friend, Pat Doherty, comedian, great guy, very funny guy. Unfortunately, he's, um, Pat is a lot like, uh, you know, Pat's kind of in a, in a way like like Big Scomo in that he, he's. I don't know if that's gonna work. Pat is a lot. Pat is a dog. That's what I'm trying to say. Pat is a fucking dog. He's cancelled me twice for this podcast. Twice. What is my time worth to you, Doherty? You fucking snake. And and let's not forget, Pat Doherty is the official enemy of this podcast. Okay. No one has taken that. No one has taken that. There was a. Fucking dead set about to make Karen from Subway in Adelaide the official enemy of the pod. Pat Doherty twice this week cancelled on me for this this bonus podcast that I was going to bring you guys. Hope hope to still lock him in for that. He rings he's coming over tomorrow, but don't get your hopes up. Um, but so what I'll be doing, because I can't um, sort of even rely on some of my best friends, it turns out. It's a fucking snake. But what I will be doing is each week I'll be releasing, I don't know how long it's going to be, maybe five to ten minutes of bonus content I'll be doing each week, the Aussie celebrity Corona Cull. So obviously after this whole pandemic, we, you know, everyone's going to be looking for jobs. A lot of people. Competition for jobs is going to be hot. And I think we're, we're not going to have as many celebrity slots as we do right now. So unfortunately, we're going to have to cull some celebrities. Okay. Now I'm not saying they should get coronavirus and die. I'm just saying that they can't be celebrities after the pandemic. Okay. 
So each week I'll be culling three celebrities. They'll have to return to normal life um, because we just won't have the time or the energy to commit to that many public figures, okay? Um, obviously, as a public figure myself, I'm more than qualified uh, to make that call. So uh, this week, the first Aussie celebrity Corona cull, it's up on my YouTube right now, my YouTube channel, Billy Darcy. Go give that a watch. I'll be releasing one a week for the foreseeable future until this whole thing's over. Um, but yeah, so this week I'm culling three celebrities. And uh, so get onto my YouTube for that that bonus content. It'll be, uh, if you like the podcast, it's it's pretty much a podcast segment, but it's just on YouTube. So get around that. And, uh, and a couple other things I wanted to say. So I got, bum, bum, bum. So I will say this. So obviously the soccer season has been aggressively postponed, possibly canceled. I will say they postponed it the day after I paid my $400 in rego. Not mad. No one's fault. Furious. I'm fucking furious. But that's okay. Uh, I will say, so I didn't play soccer last year. So I'm, I don't really, I'm not very good at soccer, but I'm just kind of like good for morale. And I'm very happy to say horrific things to the opposition. Um, but what I will say is I don't really have any attacking instincts and I used to play, used to play sweeper or center defensive mid, you know, and, but the only time someone reminded me of this story the other day, the only time I've ever played striker, I played striker for 15 minutes, three years ago in all ages, division two reserves. And they said, it was like some weird game. We had like weird injuries or something. And they said, Billy, just go on a striker for 10 minutes. Just get us to halftime. It wasn't even 15 minutes. It was like 10 minutes. They said, just go up there, have a crack for 10 minutes. Um, we'll work it out at halftime. I said, no worries, coach. I go on to play striker. And I don't have really what would you we would call sort of flair. I don't have um, good mm, instincts, I would say. You know, I can pass and I can, not bad positional play, but I'm not, I don't have much flair, you know. If I was Santiago Munez in the movie Goal, it would be a very boring movie. It would just be me saying, hold, hold. Yeah, I'm behind you. I'm behind you. Go wide. Got time. That's, that's, and then just me fucking two-footing some cunt in the back of the knee. But, so I don't have a lot of flair. And I'm not really built for striker. But I've got a lot of enthusiasm. I'm not very fast either, but I'm good for morale. You know, a lot of, a lot of good job, Damo. Even when you didn't do a good job, I'll still say it. That's the sort of guy I am. Very vocal. And uh, so, so what I was, I'm playing striker. All of a sudden, I'm not really doing too much, but all of a sudden a through ball comes through for me. Big Bill. And and you want to talk about slow. I thought I was slow. Turns out the fucking, the bald 53-year-old center back who was marking me. <laughs> Eat my dust, you old cunt. Hey, fucking absolutely gas this bloke. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not used to gassing people. All of a sudden I go, I go, what's that next to me? Holy shit, it's no one. Now it's, and the ball, the, the through ball's a little heavy. And all of a sudden, the keeper comes out. It's one-on-one. And I go, yeah, it's, it's a 50-50 ball, you know. And, and the keeper's out of his box. So I slide in. It's a 50-50 challenge. Fucking absolutely clean the keeper up. I got to say, bad challenge. Real bad challenge. Um, fucking absolutely annihilated this bloke. Fucking two feet. It was pretty bad. I get up and I'm, you know, when you fucking, you know, you, you oh, I'm a tough guy. And then I go, oh, shit. I go, fuck, are you all right, mate? And he's pretty young. But he's like maybe like 20 or whatever. And, uh, and I go, fuck, uh, 
let's get a fucking, you know, let's have a look at this bloke. He, he was in quite a bit of pain, the, the poor bloke. But I thought, oh, that's okay, he'll walk it off. It wasn't too bad, I thought. Anyway, we had to take half time early because an ambulance was called to stretcher this fucking kid off. And I was feeling pretty sheepish, I will say. Pretty sheepish indeed. Um, I think I received a yellow card. And to receive a card in my comp, the, the refs don't want to do it because if they give you a red, it's paperwork. So you've got to pretty much murder a guy's three kids and wife to get a red card in my comp. It was a straight red for sure, but I got a yellow. And I was feeling pretty sheepish. The ambulance comes on, they stretch this bloke off. I'm like, oh boy. But I know a bloke in the other team and he goes, fucking hell, Bill, why'd you do that? I go, oh shit, 50-50. And he goes, mate, that kid was 14. He was filling in from the under 14 division three because we our keeper pulled out last minute. He was on the game before. He was really nervous and didn't want to do it, but we said he'd be okay. And you've just sent him to hospital. How do you feel? And I was like, I mean, I'm fucking laughing now. We, you know, I assume he lived. I never really followed up. But at the time, oh boy, not feeling good at all. I will say that. Obviously, it was accidental. Um, but yeah, very sheepish. Very sheepish indeed. And that's the only time I've ever been allowed to play striker. And I uh, sent a young, a young year eight kid to, to hospital. So, I mean, let's just, let's just be thankful, you know, coronavirus wasn't happening during then because the wait would have been a lot longer in the ER. But I think, I believe he walked again. I'm pretty sure he walked again. But yeah, so looking forward to get back, getting back into soccer. Obviously, uh, I think I'll be center midfield again. I think that's, that's the place for me. And uh, what, what time are we at here? 49 minutes. Look, guys, what a time to be alive. I've kind of lost my bearings a little bit as a human being. I would say my personality is a bit off kilter. Um, but I hope I hope the pod is still enjoyable. You know, not as many classic yarns from gigs and stuff, but I hope you're enjoying it. And if you've got anything you want me to talk about, please send it through um, as I'm a little bit threadbare on topics at the moment. But I hope you're enjoying it. And uh, get around that bonus celeb cull and, um, and just tell your fucking friends. Wait too long. Too long, yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up, yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's trying to me, don't you wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.